I have a question for you. Have you found yourself working on a project that has taken you way longer than you anticipated because you're trying to make it perfect? Honey, I have been there, okay? No judgment here. But guess what? Perfectionism is a time killer and a dream robber. Okay, perfectionism is definitely a real thing, okay? And why is it a real thing? Because most creatives, most people that love quality and love good things find themselves in a spirit of perfectionism and they never get the job done or is delayed or they're stressed out over because it's not good enough or it's not perfect enough, right? So today we are going to talk about uncovering, unraveling, and getting out of the spirit of perfectionism, but still doing things in excellence. So y'all ready to get into it? Let's get started. Hey guys. So thank you for joining me on the Affirming Power podcast. I'm Crystal Benford, your host. I am a multi-business owner. I am the author of Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. I am a singer and songwriter, and I am a mindset advocate. And listen, we are in the middle of the Avoid Self-Sabotage series, right? And we're coming right from my book. In case you haven't gotten your copy, go ahead and grab it so you can follow along. Uh, you can visit www.avoidselfsabotage.com, or you can check out the description where I will have the link there for you as well. Also, um, I am so excited about this because I struggled with perfectionism for years. So I'm excited about this particular chapter. Not that all the chapters are good because they're all good, in my opinion, because I'm the author. But no, they're all good. Not just my words. People that have the book, their words too. <laughs> but I really love, um, as a creative, I really love perfectionism because I really struggled with perfectionism. And I have to reel myself in sometimes even today, even though I overcame it, but sometimes I, I want to jump back in, but I have to make sure that I stay out because it is not conducive for vision and purpose for my life. So look, if that's you, we are about to get into it. Don't forget also, before we get started to subscribe, to follow, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, to make sure that you like and share. And please, anytime during this episode, feel free to leave a comment because I want to know what you think as well. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. This is chapter six and we are talking about perfectionism. So let's read from the book. As a creative, that's me. I'm constantly working on projects for myself and my clients. It's challenging when you present work to a client because there's a 50-50 chance that they'll love it or hate it. Thank God I haven't had a hate. Okay. When I started out in my career, my design career, I tried to make projects as perfect as possible so I would have minimal, if any at all, negative feedback. I tried to avoid going back and spending time doing or undoing major revisions that didn't even come up yet in, in the client meeting. <laughs> In doing this, I spent so much time trying to make sure it was perfect, which nothing really is, that it took way longer than anticipated. Although I was still in the time frame for my client's project and deliverables, I spent way too much time 
tweaking and revising before it even got to them. I was stressed out, honey, okay, with the anticipation of rejection. Did you hear that? The anticipation, meaning the rejection wasn't even there. The anticipation of rejection. And I and don't get me started. With my music projects, a project that should have taken only a week or two went on for months and years, never to be released to the public, y'all. At that time, I felt like I can make it better. It should sound or look like this. Or what if I just... It was an utter nightmare. Have y'all been there? <laughs> then I realized that I suffered from perfectionism that came all the way from my undealt with stuff from my past. You see that? Perfectionism comes from something way deeper. So to avoid rejection, failure, and any other negative thing you can think of, I just kept working on it until I sometimes messed it up because now I had done too much. At that time, I had not learned to do things with excellence and not perfectionism. So I know you guys are wondering, what is the difference between excellence and perfectionism? And there's nothing wrong with perfectionism because I'm a perfectionist and I just like things perfect. Boom. There is nothing in this world that's perfect, but God, I'm just going to tell you. So, okay, you can work and work and work till your beautiful little fingers, honey, are bleeding. But there is nothing in this world perfect. But there is a healthy way to make sure you get get that same um, that same outcome that you think you're getting with perfectionism, but even a better outcome and still be at calm and peace and still be have peace within your soul. But you're still putting out something amazing. So let's talk about the difference between the two. We must understand that there is a big difference between perfectionism and, per perfectionism and excellence. So number one, excellence. Give your best. You hear that? Give your best. Give your best. Know when to stop and come to a place where you're content and satisfied. I'm not saying settle, people. That is not what that meant for those of you that your mind immediately went to settle. It's good enough. No, no, ma'am and no, sir. Okay. You give your best, but you got to know when to stop and you got to get to a place where you are content and satisfied. Even when, even when God created everything, he said it is well and moved on to the next day. Perfectionists don't like to do that. And we like to keep going and going and going. But here's perfectionism. Okay. Listen to perfectionism. It's never good enough. There's always more to do and it never gets completed because it's never good enough. <laughs> see the trend here can you see the trend here is never good enough let's tweak this let's add this let's do this oh maybe we could do a little bit more oh but they did it like this so let me add that let me do this and before you know you are all the way off the the original plan than what you plan to do okay learn how to have peace with your creative with your creativity and your creative genius learn how to have peace and learn when to know when to stop because it is usually perfect where you should have stopped 5, 10, 20 tweaks ago. Okay, not weeks, tweaks. Okay, so let's talk about some of the signs of perfectionism. So uh, the number one sign of perfectionism is never being satisfied with something. 
as I mentioned earlier, you all, this usually comes from something deeper, deeper than you just trying to make things pretty or beautiful or sound wonderful or whatever the fool is. Okay. This is coming from somewhere deeper. Address that deeper issue. What, what, what is going on with me that I feel like it has to be perfect so nobody judges me on this? What, 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 where are we getting that? Where, where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? Huh? Sign number two of perfectionism is always feeling the need to improve it. Why do you think that it isn't good enough? Think about that. Why do I think it's not good enough? And I'm, gonna tell, I'm not going to jump ahead of myself with the fixes, but there are ways that you can find out if something is good enough or not. Um, and we're going to get into the, the fixes later on in this chapter. But why do you think that it's not good enough? Think about that. When you, anytime you think about it's not good enough, it, it, it's something and something may be missing. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes something is missing and it needs a little, little zhuzh right here. You know what I mean? But sometimes, most times, nothing's missing. But we feel like it's something missing. That's because there's something deeper going on inside of us where we feel like we have to make it perfect. Where is that coming from? What is the underlying issue? Okay. Sign number three of perfectionism, feeling the anxiety of rejection and being judged. So you keep working with no end. Have you been there? That's what it boils down to because you want to make sure it's just right. I can give you a great example of that. That's why when people be taking group pictures, you out with your friends or your family and they'd be like, Hey, let's get a picture with, and we all have to check the picture. To make sure that the picture, that make sure we look good in the picture before they post it on social media. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. What do you, what is it about you that feels like you're not good enough? It's not good enough. What is that all about? Remember, keep in mind, there is a difference between excellence and perfectionism. Okay. We're trying to veer away from perfectionism, which could be a snare. And we're trying to move towards excellence which there's peace on the other side of that. Okay. So let me, let me keep going. So the number four, the, the fourth sign of perfectionism is spending way too much time on a task project or assignment. Hmm. Spending way too much time. I told you, I already spilled my beans right here in this book. I would spend so much time, whether it was, especially anything creative because I'm a creative person, I would spend so much time in just going with the flow and just, Letting it go and, and look at, I'm so happy that I usually uh, exceed my client's expectation. I, I am so grateful, but guess what? Even after I got delivered from perfectionism and then I start operating in excellence where there's peace and rest in excellence, I still was exceeding my client's expectations. If I can get the word together, I still was exceeding their expectations but I was no longer stressing myself out in perfectionism. I was just doing things at excellence and I knew when to stop. And I was okay with going to the client and say, Hey, do you need any more tweaks? This, then the other, usually we don't. And if they are, they were very, they're very minor, but guess what? I had peace behind it. And I was able to get things done faster. Guys, I'm telling you, there is some dope stuff in Working in excellence and not perfectionism. 
there is a difference. There is, I'm telling you, peace, honey. Peace on the other side. Okay, peace. Okay, so now let's talk about the fifth sign of perfectionism. Feeling that it's never good enough to be released. Told you about my music. I told you about my music. Uh, I had I have music, and I'm not gonna lie, I still have music, but it's just not time to release. I mean, it's gonna be time, but I would go on with music projects like forever, forever. I mean, tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, let me add this. Add some horns. After this. After this. Da, 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 da. And before you know it, it sounds nothing like what I envisioned it or heard it in my spirit. It sounds nothing like that because I over-tweet and over-change and, and pivoted to the right, to the left, to the north, to the east, to the south, west. I pivoted so many times that it sounds that. And now I got to remember, what did it, what was it supposed to sound like? Because this don't sound right. And I completely got off gear and it took a friend of mine who is a musician to say, Crystal, it's perfect. Leave it alone. You're about to mess it up. He literally had to tell me that, you know, and I was like, huh? And that was years ago. And then I got the revelation later on when I was writing this book about the difference between perfectionism and excellence. And I love being an excellence. Like I said, do I have to still catch myself when I'm going into that perfectionist crystal? Absolutely. I have to catch myself and reel myself back in and say, no, we're doing this in excellence. We're not going to stress out over it. We, we, we've already met the client deliverables or I've met my deliverables. If it's a project I'm working on for myself, but you got to make peace with it. Okay. But we're going to talk about some of the fixes to how we can fix this. How can we fix perfectionism? Let's talk about fix. Number one, embrace your flaws and imperfections. Okay, now I know we are in a world today where everybody's talking about, I love my this. I, you know, they're talking about their flaws. I love my this. And I'm, this is just me. This is just who I am. But why is it like, why are we not like that when it comes to trying to prove ourselves to others through doing the things that we're doing? Why do we not have that same juice? You know, or that same boldness. Why do we not have that? Okay. We say out loud, this is who I am. I like myself. Do you though? Do, do, do you really like yourself? Because why are you still operating in perfectionism where perfectionism clearly comes from a deeper, a deep rooted issue that you have about yourself? Has nothing to do with the project. Has nothing to do with the people. Has nothing to do with the clients or the customers. It has to do with how you feel about you. Ask yourself that question. Okay. Fix number two of perfectionism. Learn how to be content and proud of the work you do. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to share this with you, especially if you're just starting something new. Learn how to be content and proud of what you have accomplished, even in your new beginnings. It is okay to not be like the experts because you're not an expert at that yet. You're striving to be an expert. You will one day be an expert as you continue to work and hone in on your gift and your craft, but you're not there yet. But that doesn't mean that what you're doing now isn't good enough. It's more than good enough. Okay. Especially at the stage that you're at. And you got to think about it. What you're doing right now is probably way better than what other people are doing at the same level that you're at. 
So rest, rest in excellence and come out of perfectionism. Fix number three, always understand that you can go back and revise it later. You can go back and revise it later. Now, I told you I don't like revision. <laughs> I, I don't like revisions. Like when I'm doing a project, I absolutely hate them. That's, what, that's why I try to make sure I'm hitting all the deliverables and then even adding enough that I know if I know the client will like what they like. But um, But hey, but sometimes... You have to go back because as I came out of perfectionism, I had to learn. And this was a hard lesson for me, y'all. And I'm praying it's not going to be a difficult lesson for you all. But as I was coming out of perfectionism, as I moved forward with doing different types of projects, then whether it was for myself or for my clients, I had to really tell myself, this is good enough, girl. Get it out there. And if it's, you know, and if it needs to be tweaked, you tweak it as you go. And that's what I did. And, and things worked out wonderfully. Things worked out perfect with whatever I was launching, whatever, what, what, whatever I was releasing and, and putting out there, it worked out perfectly. And then when I would go back and see something, matter of fact, I'll give you another example. I had to um, update some email, um, some email automations for a product of mine. And guess what? I just wrote it out. I made sure everything was good and and that it made sense, that it was professional, that it was great. But guess what? I went in years later, which was this year, to go back in and tweak one thing. And I saw a whole bunch of stuff that just didn't, it didn't fit well. So I went in and I was able to make those few changes. But guess what? It was already out there. It was already out there. Can you imagine if I stopped production and I, and I stopped productivity of my company because I was trying to be perfect in the email. No, that email had gone out multiple times to multiple different clients and stuff and customers. But those emails went out so many times. But I didn't hold it up. I wrote it out and I put it out there. And now I'm going back now. I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, let me tweak this. This phrase sounds better where I am now. This, you know, and I just changed a few things, but it was out there. I didn't stop the vision just because I was trying to be perfect. Instead, I put it out there. And then I came back later and I was able to see with different eyes, a different mindset, say, oh, let me tweak this. But it's still going. I just made the necessary changes. It's okay to make changes. It's okay if you got to go back and, and tweak a few things here and there. It's okay. It's all right. It's just a part of life, right? Because even no matter what you do in life, sometimes sometimes when you're you know, starting something and then you, you put it out there and, and it would seem great at first. And now it looks, seems ratchet now that you're more mature <laughs> or you're better or you're more skilled or more experienced and it seems ratchet you go back and change it, but you're not going to stop. You're not going to blow up your whole life and stop, put your whole life and your vision at a halt because you don't want to release it because you don't think it's perfect. Get perfectionism out of your mind. Nothing on this earth is perfect. And nor will it ever be. Okay? Except for one man. That's all I know. That's been perfect. Okay? And that's Jesus. <laughs> okay. Let's go to fix number... Uh, did I do fix number four? I think I did. No, I did not. Fix number four for perfectionists. Except to know when you're giving your best. Make peace with it and release it. You gotta release it. Let it go. Okay? Whatever you're working on. Stop being a perfectionist, release it and let it go. You can come back and tweak it later. The final fix, fix number five for perfectionism. 
instead of thinking of rejection, think about the people who want what you have to offer and who it will help. Hmm. Now I could preach on that all day long, but I'm just going to give a quick preach. Okay. The reason why that's so important is because if you are so busy perfecting it and you never put it out there, the people that that gift or that product or that service or that business or that ministry is meant for the people that is meant for, they will never receive it because you didn't put it out there and you, my dear, will be held accountable. Think of it like this. The gifts that you have are not, they're not for you. Okay. The gifts that you have are not for you. Therefore, the people that God gave you that vision for to bless them or to do for them or to serve them in some type of way, it is not for you. So when you take, when you change your mindset that this gift, this talent that you have is not yours, it's not just for you, but it's for others who need it. And it doesn't matter what you do. They need that. The longer you take perfecting it, the longer it takes for them to get what they need from you. Mm. You don't want that, do you? I would. I don't want that. Okay, I don't want it for me. I don't want it for you. But do you want it for you? I hope you don't want it for you. Be, think about the other people. Instead of thinking about you and how you're, you're being perceived and how they're going to look at you and if they're going to judge you, instead of thinking about you, turn your mindset outwardly and think about who needs what you are, what you given up or not given up, but what you are offering. Okay. So I hope this helped you all and blessed you all. By the way, don't forget if you haven't gotten the book, Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap, you can get it at www.avoidselfsabotage.com. And the link is in the description. And don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe if you're on YouTube. And leave a comment because I want to know what you think. And I want to know if you've been struggling with perfectionism, how do you plan to get over it? I can't wait to hear from you. Till next time, I'll see you on the next episode for the rest of the series. Thank you for joining me on Affirming Power Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.